Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. Today, we are very happy that this is going to be our first inaugural uh, show, and we're even more excited about the topic that our show is about. Carlo, why don't you drop our topic on them? It is a special time of the year when the, uh, the freaky and the spooky, the fun and the spooky all become friends. We all go out uh, and celebrate Halloween. Yes, that delightful, delightful holiday in which we find yet another excuse to get drunk and justify dressing as slutty as possible. Uh, both men. All the men go out and dress like whores. All the men go out and dress like superheroes. It's my time of year, baby. Yes. Big fan of this. However, <laughs> nothing, nothing screams sexy like Halloween, right, Carlo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, be, uh, a big believer of the philosophy of it's, it's fall. It is very much the, the end. It is the death. The trees are curling and graying and ashing. Fires are getting smaller. The sun is farther away. That that warmth of the sun isn't there. It's cold. It's frigid snow. If you're very lucky, ice, uh, biting icy rain. It's darker, longer. It's just getting darker. Everything is dying. It's the fall. But you know what? The first celebration we have to be a light in the dark to fight that we shove candles and pumpkins. I mean, you know what? If it's gonna get spooky, I'm getting spooky too, baby. That's Halloween. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the first signs of the leaves falling, and you're right, the death coming upon us. The women uh, clearly fighting the cold in their super skimpy outfits. <laughs> but the Guys, too, I, I saw uh, oh, last year, I saw two different barbarians. Oh, God. Oiled yeah. pecs, just like, I'm, I'm going to be like showing off the guns, bro. And they got up there and just like, mm -mm. One of them was wearing his girlfriend's outfit because she was a Harley Quinn, but she had like a little fur coat thing. <laughs> it was like the, uh, the last Harley Quinn, not not um, not a Birds of Prey Harley Quinn that has a coat. Mm -hmm. Smart. The one before that, <laughs> but that one had a coat because she's smart. And <laughs> um, what what the hell kind of combo is that? Like you go out as Harley Quinn, and then yeah, random dude and, and barbarian instead I, of like the Joker. I like <laughs> I had a well, actually. You, through a, uh, a costume party one year and I died laughing because the winners of the party, because I'll give out prizes for the Halloween. Uh, one of the winners is a friend of mine who came dressed as Coella DeVille and her husband came dressed as a Dalmatian. And and it was great. And then she was right. telling me what it was last year where last year she went like as a, uh, I think a sexy nurse and her husband went as Charlie Brown. I was like, well, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Oh, so she put a kibosh on that ship. She said, no, you're going to be an adult. We're a couple. We're doing a couple's costume. Yeah. So if I'm going like, to get all sexy. you got to bring a little something. Yes. Yeah, so you at least got to jump in the theme here. <laughs> yeah. I respect just wearing the fetish on the, on the outside. Like, oh, I'm, I'm a, that's, that's very Venus and furs. Mm. Like you're my dog kind of move. Mm. I respect it. It's a good look. I'm sure. Nothing. Not, oh, it was great. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think mean, your they won, a lot like, of fetish comes out. That's, oh God, that's yeah. Cool. When I threw a Halloween party, oh my God, <laughs> uh, I'll never forget uh, one year because, you know, it's one of the things you can do during Halloween, and the, which will bring us to our, our topic, like what are we going to do for Halloween 2020, seeing that there's a plague oh. out there. But one year, I'll never ever forget a good friend of ours in the theater, Alberto, won first place. 
for male costume because he showed up as Mitt Romney and he had a <laughs> binder filled of women because <laughs> there's that uh there's that comment that Mitt Romney said a few years back where he's like oh yeah I have a binder filled of women that he, that he meant like that he kept in contact with that were yeah. you know like all this other good stuff and it was hysterical because he shows up with this binder filled of women and they were like cutouts from magazines and stuff like that. it was hysterical Very <laughs> and he won it, my it does, first prize it does it does date the costume but that's yes. fine and as I'm personally, I'm against uh, bulky props because you always mm -hmm. end up, yeah because you have to either you end up littering or you're stuck carrying this piece of shit the whole time. So I'm against that personally in costumes. Because I think uh, if that was the year, I remember I went as a I was a vampire killer on his first day. So my face yes. was clawed up. I had these scratches. <laughs> uh, someone at the party thought um, my the, my friend who I who was my friend that went with me they were a um, like they were like a flapper girl. Mm -hmm. so they had like the, the, the shimmy dress and we did the Charleston for a little while. Um, and they were like, did y'all like, no, 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 these are not, these are fake claws. These are scratches. Mm -hmm. not, that's not, I, 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 I was very proud of my makeup, but it was just like a leather, uh, a leather duster jeans. I had like, um, I had a stake in the pocket that I could like, aha, see, kill vampire, but I'm all clawed up because I'm bad at it. I remember that. I totally remember that. And, yeah. and that, that should bring us into, what are we doing for Halloween 2020, Carlo? I mean, we have so much going on. We have a, a plague that's just destroying the world, not just nationally, but we have a plague that tropical storms and hurricanes and, and all this other good stuff. So in, in the light of all these weird disasters, I mean, what is it that can be done for Halloween 2020? What Halloween is going to be the great savior of Halloween? <laughs> well... That's it. We, you know, we've been working on this for you, folks. Um, by the way, if if you ever can get a, a a invitation to one of our parties, I highly recommend it. Uh, just you know, let your loved ones know where you're going to be, just in case something happens. Yes, but, because even <laughs> I'm not going to know where you're going to end up. It's a party. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and start this off. Should we start off with some interesting activities or interesting movies, Carla? Um, I say let, how about we do it by suggested group? Here's a couple of movies, a couple of suggestions for this group. Here's a couple of movies and suggestions for that group. Bravo. Okay. So we're going to start off with our movie picks. So yeah. of course, Halloween, spooky, spooky movies and some wonderful horror movies. And one of the things that I'm pretty sure me and Carlo can both get down with is being at home, putting on that TV popping some popcorn, maybe you make a homemade pizza and you make it look like a little jack-o'-lantern or a little ghost, I don't know, whatever, uh, whatever floats your boat. Um, maybe it's you and your boo, haha, <laughs> see what I did there, you and your boo, and uh, you make her a homemade pizza or maybe you make some homemade wings or fuck it, you order out, you know, whatever. It's there, you're eating, you got the spookies on, little snacks. What are some of those spooky movies we could be watching, Carlo? What what could uh, two young ghouls in love be watching? Um, let's start off with, should we jump into our adult factor, saying that's two young ghouls in love, uh, adult factor, and then the teen factor? Sure. Uh, I'm going to go... A little, bit, a little bit of that, like, there's some blood and guts, there's some gore. I'm not actually going to go first up with something super scary. Uh, I think a, a fun one, uh, 
you can actually run the gamut from blood and guts and gore to actively trying to spook you to full-on cheesy uh, slapstick comedy, and that's the Evil Dead series. It's one of my favorite series <laughs> ever. It runs the gamut from the first movie being super blood and guts, really harsh scenes of, of horror. There's a, a woman gets sexually assaulted by a tree. They were trying to push envelopes, and, and they did exactly that. It was meant to be horrifying. It is meant to be disturbing. It is that kind of a movie. Evil Dead 2, slightly more slapsticky, kind of a, almost, almost there, there are more jokes. It's designed to be kinder, simpler, a little bit easier. By the way, if you don't want the really nasty one, go straight to Evil Dead 2. It'll set everything up. It, at the first 20 minutes is Evil Dead 1. Mm-hmm. It's just rehashing. Like, if, in case you forgot Evil Dead uh, 1, here are the highlights. Way softer, way easier to get along with. And it has a giant rotten apple head man, and it's great. <laughs> then Army of Darkness. Ending oh, on a, on a weird note, it is full-on slapstick. It's ridiculous. It's one-liner. It goes from, like, full-on, like, I love John Carpenter. I love slasher. I want monsters and gore and, like, some early, like, uh, early, uh, like, Ray, Harris, Ray, Ray Harryhausen-style special effects mm-hmm. to big over-the-top, um, like, budgeted 80s wacky horror uh, horror movies. And then to absolutely a love letter satire of fantasy and horror mixed together. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like Dark Souls with knock knock jokes. Uh, it's uh, Bruce Campbell as as, uh, the, as the main character Ash, uh, and Sam Raimi as the director, bringing his like really brilliant camera, telling you uh, the camera grabs you by the face and tells you what to look at kind of approach. Um, they're really fun. They are just a little bit, they go from very scary to and horrifying to not at all. Um, and I highly recommend if you're not up for the fucking weird stuff, go straight to Evil Dead 2 into Army of Darkness. Or if you're just looking for the yucks, if you're looking for the funny, just go straight to Army of Darkness. They'll, they catch you up in the opening monologue. So it's, oh. you can see, you get your, you can control exactly how freaky deaky you want your Halloween to be. <laughs> So you're basically suggesting, you know, let's do an adult theme party of Evil Dead, which sounds pretty awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. So I'm, and that's that's actually that's a good idea. I didn't think about theming them together because what I put together was a bit of a hodgepodge. So for the adults, I'm gonna go with of a spooky, silly Halloween idea. Nothing too scary that's going to cause you to piss yourself or give you nightmares or anything like that. So what I'm suggesting in my adult category, my adult spooky Halloween with you and your boot, is going to be Friday the 13th. Start off with the original Friday the 13th. It is campy, literally, because it takes place at a camp. It's kind of hokey. It's interesting. And it's the introduction to the whole uh, Jason Voorhees story. A lot of people are like, oh, my goodness, you know, it's it's Jason coming and killing you. Friday the 13th, I think you're going to be surprised with the original because everyone's very much like, oh, uh, Jason Voorhees, killer, killer, killer. The original has a bit of a twist that a lot of people forget about. So go in there, watch that, see. And then I'm going to suggest the original Halloween, Mr. Michael Myers. Go into that, jump into that. These, I think, are just perfect little campy so what i'm going to suggest for our teen listeners is going to be uh an interesting little hodgepodge of different things and i'm going to talk just very lightly on this first one if i go over carlo you keep me in check 
Uh, the first one that I'm going to suggest is Scream, the original Scream movies. And the reason <laughs> for that, I know it's great. The original Scream movies is it is a teen thriller where you have all these murders taking place and it's based on how a formula for creating a horror movie works. And kind it's of the meta philosophy of exactly. And so they have the, there's a serial killer out there who is following the rules of horror movies and killing people in these rule like ways. And it's really good. And it's a great thriller, a brilliant thriller. Uh, the very first one. Now, if you want, you can make an entire marathon out of this. There are four screen movies out there. But just to drop a little something in my research, there's about to be a fifth one coming out in 2021. There will be- Is, is it a reboot? Um, you know what? I don't quite know. I think it's a continuation because it said Scream 5. So it has to be okay. a continuation. Presumably, so yeah. you have the four Screams, which you should see before five. But if not, definitely jump into Scream 1, enjoy that, and then find out why the mask is so famous. Uh, but definitely try Scream 1 to start off for your teen adventures. Then, Just um, to be an asshole, I'm, I'm going to step in really yeah. quickly and just say, I famously hate the Scream franchise. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of Matthew Lillard, um, I'm not actually not, for the most part, the, the initial outset of it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a more playful version of that, of that like discussion of the metaphilosophy in Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Oh. Which is a much smaller... Which... Which is a great movie, by the way. Great, great kind of horror comedy movie. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, yes, definitely. We're gonna. That is a good one to to suggest as well. It slipped my mind. Also good for Halloween. Sorry. It, it really is. It really is. And then you, damn it, Carlo, you make me think of another one. Okay. So um, my second one on my list is Bram Stoker's Dracula with uh, Stoker. So, oh, my goodness, yes. Thank you for correcting me. Uh, I, I, I know the Freudian slip. Right. The joke you like. It's <laughs> Stoker. Stoker. <laughs> Bram Stoker's Brac Dracula. And uh, it is a really good one. Um, some of the best actors in this movie. Um, and it Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, uh, Winona Ryder, uh, Gary Ullman as recount himself uh so good so good and it is just creepy and spooky and i'm not going to say it's 100 percent true to the book but it is kind of uh in in that following it, it is a brilliant brilliant movie um definitely a good and and that's i i dare to say that is one of the few horror movies that can stand up even and this time, like it is so well shot, so well done. It's not over the top. It's not too little that everything just falls in perfect succession. So you will watch it and you'll be like, that is so good. It is just uh, a wonderfully done movie and a good horror movie. So I'm going to stop my little, you know, jerk off <laughs> note to Dracula. <laughs> and I'm... Yes, right? <laughs> I'm stroking this stroker here. But now we, I'm going to go into two more quick suggestions just because they are fun. Yeah. One, The Shining. You, you got to mm. do The Shining. A great, great movie. Jack Nicholson at his best. 
as the psychotic, possessed killer tormenting his own family, locked in this snow-captured mountain kind of hotel as being the caretaker, and just on a murder spree and all these possessed spirits. You gotta watch it. It is so good. But One caveat? Yes. It is about being trapped in a... In a- in a building with your family and eventually people start getting murdered and you start murdering each other. I would say watch that with a care if you're in, trapped in your house with your family. I'm applauding Carlo because he thought of something I totally did not fucking think of. <laughs> Remembering yeah. the scene. Or maybe it's an idea. I don't know how you feel about your family. But it's not my job to tell you how to live your life. Huh? Right. <laughs> Who are we to tell you what to do? But The Shining is another really good suggestion. And then Absolutely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish it off. Here is my cherry on top of my Sunday ghoulish ice cream treat. And that is the original Night of the Living Dead. The black and white. Oh, my God. So good. So amazing. I think some of the political messages and why it was so revolutionary at the time will be lost on today's youth because they don't have that understanding like uh, like what me and you witnessed growing up and some of the stuff that we've been through in our life. But that is such a good movie. And that movie is the movie that starts off the entire true zombie genre. It is It is the birth, not of the zombie, but the birth of that entire genre in the sense of like you know this is where you get all the basic characteristics of zombies this is where you get the whole concept of you know night of living dead is what zombie nations about it's what the walking dead is about a lot of this is all based off of romero's concept of zombies and you know it is a brilliant movie and I'm going to say it holds up today as just still being a bit of a thriller. If you let it take over your mind and just really listen to what's happening, you're like, ooh, Get into it, yeah. that's, that's scary. And it's black and white. I'm not going to say the acting is cheesy. The acting's pretty good in it, actually. Across the board, yeah, like the acting is pretty good. Um, some of these zombies, because remember, this is, this, these are zombies, not rage viruses. Mm. So they're not super fast and able to fly and shoot lasers. They're not ma- they're not magic zombies. There there's no explanation, direct explanation. They are zombies that are the creeping. Al- there's always more of them. The dread. Yes. Slow moving zombie. Well, they don't eat brains. They just eat people. That came later. But the uh, so the uh, some of the acting for the zombies is stiff because they are actively looking like corpses that are moving. So it's literally stiff. Mm-hmm. Not at all bad. The acting from the uh, the main players is really good. Um, I don't. I, I disagree that people uh, young people wouldn't get the racial tension their response to it would be different. Because I remember, without going into spoilers about the ending, mm-hmm. but you remember the end, just remember yeah. the end, like over the credits, I, I like, over like yeah. the ending, ending of the movie. It's, oh, without those, going into it, yeah. the rage, the fury, the mm-hmm. indignation over that ending, not at the, not at the story as it was bad for the story or it was done poorly, not that. Mm-mm. The purpose of that ending is to get you angry. To mm-hmm. point out to you what the creeping, brainless masses do to destroy what is good in the world, mm-hmm. in the home, and out of it. Creeping in on you. That's yep. the point of the movie, is for you to go look at what happens, and then look at the world around you and go, that's not good enough. We can do better. And it's supposed to get you angry. It is supposed to get you marching in the streets. I think the young people would get it. Yes, well. I think they'd get it. 
I agree. I, I agree with your entire synopsis. I don't know if they'll get it, but I mean, that's just me coming from my perspective. But you, I, I tell you, more, you know that they're dumb. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no. So, but anyway, the point is that it, it, I totally agree with your synopsis is 100% accurate. Damn good movie. And you should totally try that as your teen gateway into everything else. And maybe you'll have a greater appreciation for some of these other television shows like the walking dead or whatever else they got zombie nation or i zombie whatever the fuck else is out there you'll see its birthplace and its origins coming from this so that's just a little food for thought and to top off my teen list carlo would you like to top off your kids list yeah kids this is the one where i, I felt like uh, it was this one's a little bit harder because there's some like they're honorable mentions and i think they're only honorable mentions because you know them. You don't need us to tell you about them. Would be Nightmare Before Christmas, which is technically a serious movie, technically a Halloween movie. It's a little of both. It's fun. It's claymation. You've heard of it. You know it. You're fully aware. It has not slipped your mind. No one has to remind you. Um, also true, much more recent, Coco. It's more about, it's technically the day after Halloween, but it is a beautiful, kid-friendly discussion of death, mortality, love of a family and the richness that can hold with that respect and love for your elders and respect and love from your elders. It's, it's both ways. That was the point of the movie. A lot of people were like, see, if he had just listened to his mama, he wouldn't have died. And if she had just let him play a fucking guitar, he wouldn't have died in the first place. Oh my God, yeah. Her inability to let the past go and let her child be who he should be, who he truly was, not letting him embrace who he was, got him killed. If That's you don't, what the story of the yeah, is. If you don't listen to your mom, kids, you're going to die. <laughs> and mom, if you don't listen to your kids, your kid will die. Yes. It goes both ways. Oh That's God, the point of Coco. Yeah. Um, so those are my older mentions, but you've heard of these. These are these are contemporary and easy to remember. One that oddly slips people's minds until I bring it up. It's one of those things I watch every Halloween around that Halloween time. Mm -hmm. I bring it up, people go like, oh my God, how did I forget Hocus Pocus? It is one of the best Halloween movies. I mean, people tell me about like Halloween Town and these other ones. Like, yeah, but Hocus Pocus. Three witches brought back to death, burned at the stake in the, in the beginning of the movie. It's like in the preamble, they kill a small child. They, they enslave another one, and then they are burned the stake and wishing for the powers of hell they will return. And then they do because this dumbass California vir virgin ends up lighting the black flame candle. You don't light black flame candles if you're a virgin. That is a go-to rule <laughs> for scary movies. If I bought them. Yes. If, if, a, if a monster from an outer planar dimension asks you if you are a god, what do you say? Yes. <laughs> This is important need to know information. Yes. If you're a virgin, you don't touch the black flame candle. If you if someone asks you you're a god, you say yes. And that is how you survive these fucking the fucking world. Yes. And Hocus Pocus taught us that. It has a lot of fun stuff. It has got um, uh it, it's got those moments of like, oh, that's horrible. If you can sit she dead dead. That's a child. They killed a child. How many like family friendly spooky movies? How many like full-on horror movies get away with just killing the child. Yeah, even Casper, like Casper, not just the movie, but like the whole cartoon series, that is a kid who is dead for some reason. That's, now, Casper, yeah. the movie, tells you that he broke his leg and froze to death. I was like, wow, talk about a fucked up way to go. But even that has some morbid, like, child type of thing going on there. But those are, those are really good really good list and actually a really good suggestion remember kids if someone asks you if you're a god you say yes 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 <laughs> damn it i am that way you're not fighting marshmallow <laughs> yes. if you don't get but, it 
go watch the original Ghostbusters. Add that to your yeah. list. Last honorable mention I wanted to say was a scene from the movie The Worst Witch. It's an mm. old, like, it's an old kid's book that was made into a movie way, way back when. And it's all the, it's a school for witches. Uh, this might sound familiar. And there's one that's not very good, but in the end it turns out she's very talented. It just, she just doesn't, she's not learned the way they're expected to. Mm. So there's like a mean teacher that like might be the bad guy and a good teacher that backs her up 100%. The, the, the mistress of the school backs her up 100%. And it turns out in the end, she ends up not being the worst witch, but in fact, she's a very good witch if you, if you talk to her. Whole cloth, this is where they stole Harry Potter from. Just mm -hmm. so you know. They don't have any of the stupid schools where like, depending on what school you are, you're either like a hippie or a Nazi and we're just gonna pretend like you should all be friends. None of that bullshit. It's just witches and shit. It's great. She's got a, uh, I think she has a pet bat, if I remember correctly, that runs into everything because it's blind. Hmm. Um, but the best part, the whole time, the whole like thing of the movie is um, if everything works out and we don't all like, and, and we still exist, if the worst witch can save us, we get to meet, it, basically just Tim Curry shows up. At the end of the movie, the show will be like, oh that's right, goodness. I'm going to grace you with my presence. That's the, that's the reward for the movie. That's the gold cup. That's the brass ring. They all get to meet Tim Curry. He shows up in an all-white suit with a mm -hmm. huge Technicolor Dreamcoat uh, cape that's out behind him. And all he does, he just shows up and then says, like, it turns out you're the best witch. And everyone's like, Tim Curry said I'm the best witch. And then he has a musical number out of the gaping maw of drug-addled hell. <laughs> Look up Tim Curry and the worst witch. You owe this to yourself. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm glad you Whenever said that because I've seen head. that. I've seen that video <laughs> and I was like, wow, that is garbage. But it's Tim Curry and just like singing as, I was like, oh my God, this man was it's such a talent. Dr. Frankenfurther levels of, I don't give a fuck, I'm bringing it. <laughs> yes. It is Have you ever seen done, that, man? Have you ever seen that man do his impression of Mick Jagger from the Rolling Stones? No, but I want to. I swear to God, give yourself a treat, look that up. It is just as good as actual Mick Jagger. I will trade you a Tim Curry, uh, <laughs> another Tim Curry. Have you ever seen him escape capitalism? You no. don't know what I'm talking about. You don't look this up. I'm lost. <laughs> Tim Curry is capitalism. Hmm. And he will tell you the one place you can go to escape capitalism. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google. I'm gonna go. We're gonna treat each other to yep. uh, Tim Curry currency on the show. Yeah. Also, for you folks at home, Google these things. They're fun. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Tim, Tim Curry is a lot of fun. Tim Curry is an absolute treasure. Absolute yeah. treasure. All right, but that is all of that is what I bring to bear for the uh, for movies for the for the for the kids. Little edginess to it, but it's a it's a funny, spooky Halloween uh, cartoon for the kids. And then drop them off to bed. That way you and your whomever can get to your little spooky nights. But let's say you don't have teens or kids to worry about. And it's just yourself. And maybe you don't want to stay home and do the movie thing. Maybe you want to venture out. Or maybe you do need to venture out because you've had the kids cooped up too long. A few little suggestions for you. Uh, Carlo, do you have any suggestions or would you like me to take it? Um, I think for a lot, I have a couple of ideas, but mine were still staying close to home just to, for safety's mm -hmm. sake right now. Uh, discussed previously when kind of discussing this as a topic, I came up with a list of some fun, spooky board games that are kind of on theme, still not overly d difficult to learn, kind of simple and easy. Some that take as little prep time as lighting a series of candles and some that take as much prep time as just learning something about half as complicated as Monopoly. And then we, we also said uh, some like games and things that we could talk for 
talk about for kids to kind of get them into it. Personally, in case you had picked it up, I'm the nerdy one in this direction. You're a nerdy one in the other direction. I'm the nerdy and I run a lot of Dragons, Darkness, RPGs, role-playing games that will roll dice or draw cards or cast bones in order to kind of figure out what happens in the course of a story, just cooperative storytelling. And that calls for a lot of puzzles and little like tchotchke games. I'm actually working on one right now for a friend. Um, And the treat could be like maybe buried. Just something cool like uh, maybe your kid wants a five dollar, like a ten dollar uh, Xbox card to buy a game. Bury that underneath a bunch of peeled grapes. Cover it up. Mm-hmm. Hide it so they can't see what's inside. Like, all right, you got the answer. At the bottom of this bo- bucket of eyeballs, you will find your prize. So they have to reach in. Keep maybe here it's dark so they can't see, and they just feel all the gooey, grippy, drippy stuff as they move through it to try and pull it out. Or maybe just wet spaghetti with little uh, chunks of hair or something. Something like I mean, not that I would eat that particular dish but <laughs> but it'd be a fun way to like make it kind of goopy and feel weird as they wiggle their hands through something and that can be done with like a coffee can or something cover up the top with a hole for the hand and then at the bottom whatever treasure um a little cellophane bag with candy in it just trick-or-treating but make it a little little spooky that's a great idea and 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 you've also triggered me to add in something that i didn't even think it wasn't even on my damn list uh but you're right. Um, there are escape room games you can play at home um, that people could do for Halloween. And, you know, adults could do it. Maybe you have a, a booze prize at the end, like a bottle of wine mm-hmm. or a bottle of tequila, whatever floats your boat, or a gift card to something, you know, if you're not much of a drinker. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, things like that would be a great idea. I know that there is a, a game out there, and it's a role-playing game. And it's kind of an escape game, too, where it's you are Watson and you are assisting Sherlock in solving some murders. And you get this map of London and you solve the murders. And at the end, of course, you can give out a prize. Um, it's, it's one of these short-lived games, though, because I think there's only like four different scenarios with the game mysteries yeah so it's kind of interesting so that's that's actually a really good idea and safe to stay at home or maybe you turn into something sexy for you and the boo like at the end that's always the prize you know uh i I did have i I did have um uh, a couple of board games mm -hmm. uh to kind of go with uh with your wonderful suggestion of night of living dead uh there is last night on earth which is a zombie game Mm-hmm. It is your. It is like being in a zombie horror movie. Uh, there are different versions that take place in different locations, like a mall or something. But the classic takes place in a small town. It's the last night on Earth. All the zombies are coming, and it's a very simple like uh, game mechanic, like almost like an artificial intelligence. Um, if this many people are on the board, this many zombies show up. If the zombie is this many squares from you, it runs to you rather than them. You have to, uh, and it has different scenarios. So the simplest version in in that is get to the truck. There's a truck on the board. All the players are set up in different locations that are in this small town, the hospital, sheriff's office, the high school, zombies are coming. And they have to find gas, uh, they need to find a find gasoline, they need to find the keys, and they have to get as many people into the truck as they can before the zombies overrun the town. So and if you take too long finding these things, every time you go to a location, you search for stuff. You get a random card that'll have something good happen, something bad happen, or stuff. And it might be the flashlight, doesn't help you in the scenario. It might be a crowbar, doesn't help you in the scenario. 
could be the keys. Great. You have the keys. You die. They have to go find your body. Hmm. And it, it can be harrowing. It can be very easy or it can get very tense <clears throat> because every, la- every few rounds, more zombies, more zombies. And so eventually they cover the place and you, it is incredibly hard to get away from them. Huh. Very fun. It has a built-in dramatic tension and no one has to be the zombies. We're all the good guys and we're all the zombies. So no one has to be like, I'm just watching you guys play. <clears throat> Another great example is one of my all-time favorite board games called Betrayal at House on the Hill. And in this game, you are a bunch of people investigating a spooky house on the hill. It is just like the House on the Hill uh, story. <laughs> um, but this, what's, what's really great about it is that there are more than 10 different encounters, different storylines. The idea is you go there and then it turns out someone is right, uh, making the dead rise. Go there, someone is, create, is uh, summoning a, a huge snake that will grow powerful enough to destroy, they destroy the entire world. Someone is creating a Frankenstein's monster. Someone uh, accidentally summoned a spider god, and she is beginning to rise and uh, create her brood here, and you're the only people who can stop it. So there are more than 10 scenarios, and with each scenario, little twists where the only way to stop it is if you do it this way, or the only way to stop it is if you do it that way, or you'll need these items, little things that make the story different every time you play. And the, the way that the game works, halfway through the game, you're all on the same team. You're all like five, four or five investigators. You're trying to solve the, the, the mystery of the house on the hill. And halfway through it, whoever solves the mystery, their character goes away and they become the bad guy. Oh, neat. So if you're, you're all playing and say you, become, you solve the mystery and you find out, oh, it's the, spy, it's the giant spider. The giant spider immediately eats your character and you are dead. You now play the evil spider queen. And then the bo- there's a booklet that says, here's what you need to do to, survive, to win. The other players get another book that says, here's what they need to do to survive, to win. Here's the thing. You don't know what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what they do to stop you. And you do, they don't know what you need to do. So you might need to be like, I just need to get 12 eggs on the board. If I have 12 eggs, spider wins. Game over, I win. It's a really, really fun game. It is endlessly playable, endlessly replayable, and it's just a bit spooky. Awesome. So, no, that is uh, great. Oh, those would be my uh, board game suggestions. Fun, they're easy to pick up, and they're very little prep. And I, I like your suggestion because it, it provides for a safe Halloween. And like I said, you can turn it into kind of a romantic Halloween, too, if you play okay. it right. You know, if it's just you and, and your significant other. I'm going to go off with a couple of, of other ideas. Uh, kid-friendly and by-yourself-friendly type of thing. Well, not completely by yourself. But... One thing is I was kind of asking around, so what are you going to do for this Halloween? And some people had put on my Facebook some random stuff like just watching spooky movies. One person says, I hope I'm at a badass Halloween party. Uh, Another person said, you know, because we just don't know what's going to happen. But I kind of uh, was thinking of some other ideas. And one of the things that I had called and asked my sister and my sister's best friend, what are they planning on doing? And I have a baby niece and, and my sister's best friend has a baby niece. And what they're going to do is they're just going to go to family members' houses. So like, for example, my, my parents, my house, her parents, her house type of thing, and, and the in-laws, mm-hmm. and just let them do a very safe Halloween trick-or-treat thing that way. It's people they know, people who they know aren't infested with the plague, and just do a very simple Halloween. And then what I said that I was willing to do for the kids 
is I will put up a projector outside, put up a cloth, and let them watch some of the cartoon movies, like maybe I had suggested. So they get to kind of come over and have a uh, very safe, no one's sick Halloween, watching these cartoons. They still get their candy. The adults can be off, you know, will not be off, but, you know, around, and we can enjoy each other's company and stuff like that because we all know that we're safe and social distance and all that good stuff. So that's one idea. Another idea that I... Another idea that I saw that I could see turning horribly wrong really quick is in Googling and in, in Googling some Halloween ideas, uh, Fox News had reported, which already tells us something right there, that there were these drive-through haunted houses popping up or that they will be popping up for Halloween. And I was like, I can see so many things going horribly wrong with that. Like someone yeah. gets a little too scared and hits the accelerator. And uh, and then, you know, yeah. really is a crime scene. So the, these drive-through Halloween things are kind of popping up, which I think it's an interesting concept. I think it can turn bad, especially if people are drinking and driving through these things and trying to have a yeah. good time. But if you're going to do that, be careful. I don't know where these places are being offered at. I'm sure that they'll have various locations throughout the nation. Be cautious when you do that, because when you have people in a vehicle who have been cooped up too long, something bad is bound to happen. But that's an idea, and it is kind of safe because you are in your own car. But I would be more cautious of that. So that's an idea. So doing a little family fun kind of trick-or-treat, doing a little... uh, scavenger hunt maybe in the house using the board games is yeah. a great idea being very cautious. Toys. yeah being being very cautious of the whole uh car drive through haunted house thing yeah. i think that's that's an idea i i would even say chill out do the vada carlo thing and just chill with some movies uh with your loved one or loved ones or fuck it by yourself and just treat yeah. yourself to some horror movies, popcorn, bit of Halloween food, and relax and chill. Yeah. I mean, make it a chill Halloween. It's not a horrible Halloween. It's just a chill Halloween. Yeah, that's all right. We'll yeah. get them next year, guys. Hopefully. Not a damn thing wrong with it. And next year, you go buck wild and crazy and yeah. uh, everything else because it's going to be a unique Halloween. I know a lot of the Halloween costume shops are not opening this year. A few will, yeah. some won't, uh, because of... I mean, that's how I get my home decor, man. I, I know, seriously. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of heartbreaking, but... It is It is better safe, because spooky and scary and death and goblins, but I don't... But you don't want to kill grandma because your ass had to go up to McDonald's and you can't wash your hands. Right. You know, it's one thing to enjoy a good death movie. It's another thing to actually be dying. And so you definitely don't want to do that. Be very, very be safe. Be safe yeah. this year and don't do anything totally ridiculous and anything that's going to risk your family's life or anyone's life at that or your own life for that yeah. matter. Uh, but, you know, take some of our suggestions. If you use some of our suggestions, let, let us know. Let us know if our movie list kind of agrees with you or maybe you have a better one you'd like to suggest. And, you know, let us know if you did any of our activities. That's always kind of nice to know if, 
if you did something and you enjoyed it yeah. or if you did something that we suggested and you're like that was the stupidest thing ever <laughs> feel free to step in and, and chime in on like how did you forget this game how did you forget this idea right um, or- you know because there's a lot of things and a lot of creative things you can do for for Halloween and why not you know it's going to be a very unique Halloween this year enjoy it and like I said you know if you if it's just you and your boo make it kind of a romantic spooky Halloween with all the fun stuff and little sexy haunted scavenger hunts or or whatever else you come up and maybe some some hidden prizes you know you already bought your 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 sexy outfit. Wear it anyways. Yeah. Go buy some other sexy things, you know. Yeah. Make it a real Halloween treat. <laughs> a trick or a treat. But I think we've pretty much settled that. Those are our suggestions. So as always and forever will be, I am Bada. Arlo. You have been listening to VCR. And uh Email us. Let us know your thoughts. Carlo, what is that email? I forgot again. Excellent. <laughs> it is the VCR show at gmail.com. Again, VCR show at gmail.com. Let us know. We love getting emails, death threats, everything else you could possibly send to us. Um, and if you want to include some pictures of what you did this Halloween, that'd be great too. Yeah. Um, once we have like social medias and things, we'll we'll even we'll Instagram our own Halloween costumes and and uh, toys. Tell you, just so we keep it fair. <laughs> toys, as in things we as adult men still actually play with, not as in the sex toys that you're probably thinking, <laughs> which we also play with. Thank you all for listening. Be safe. Enjoy, and until next time, you've been listening to VCR. Bye bye. Have a good one. Happy Halloween. You were listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo is created by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Sound Library. <laughs>